0: Hello, friends. This is Matthew, the parish pastor at Trinity. Welcome to the Trinity podcast. Our text today is going to be from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 18 to 27. It comes from a much larger section in John's gospel that's called the Upper Room Discourse. It's a really beautiful, rich, comforting section of the scriptures where Jesus is having a conversation with his friends and followers. Uh, for the last time before his arrest and his crucifixion. And it's 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 a, it's words that are coming from uh, Jesus to people who are feeling uncertainty, who are anxious, who are afraid, who are uh, on the precipice of danger. And in that sense, it probably <laughs> is as good a place for us to be camped out right now as anything that we could be uh, meditating on. And so let me read a couple of these verses, uh, verses 18 to 27. Of John 14, and then we'll pray, and then uh, then I'll share a couple of thoughts with you. I will not leave you orphaned, but I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, And the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that we would open our hands to receive from you in this moment a fresh outpouring of your presence through the Spirit. And God, as we um, undoubtedly are all in very different places right now, not just physically, but even emotionally, spiritually, mentally, we pray for the grace to wherever we find ourselves right now, to open our hands and to extend them to you and to say, come Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that you would answer our prayer as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, So this is a really incredible and beautiful little section from from John. And um, there's a number of things that stood out to me as I was reflecting on it earlier. Uh, The first is Jesus' use of the word orphan. He says, I will not leave you orphaned now why would Jesus say that what, what was he sensing in his followers at that moment that made him think oh there's something about what you're going through that feels orphan like that word orphan has been a really significant word in my life with God um, not because I am an orphan I grew up in a home with two wonderful parents and two younger brothers um, had a happy childhood i the reason that the word orphan has been meaningful to me is because it has more to do with how I am prone to see myself. If you think about what is uh, at work in sort of the spirit of an orphan, uh, it's a sense of, uh, of isolation, um, a struggle to, to perhaps trust. Um, someone because of the danger that they've experienced in the world. And because of that, there is just a real fierce self-sufficiency and independence. Like I'm going to take care of myself. Uh, I can't trust anyone's going to come through for me. Uh, I don't want to open myself up to vulnerability because that's deeply risk risky. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I need to do to survive. And um, that is almost always a reaction to Uh, fear, fear and, and and unsettledness and uncertainty and, and his followers that night, that's what they're experiencing. They don't know what is around the corner, but they're afraid of it. And Jesus looks at them and says, you are not an orphan. I'm not leaving you alone. You will not have to do this by yourself. He speaks directly against that tendency to feel like a victim, to feel helpless, to feel unable to trust. He says, no, you are not orphaned. In fact, he says, my presence and my father's presence will come and be with you. We are going to come, he says, and make our home in you. And that's an incredible thing. I mean, no matter where you're listening to this right now, maybe you're just sitting in your home or you're uh, on a walk or a run or you're uh, even in your car right now. Just wherever you are right now, that is where God is right now. God is not too far away. He is not too high. He is as close as your skin and the air in your lungs. Jesus said it so. He said, my father and I will come and we will make our home within you. The second thing in this text that Jesus highlights is that there is a connection between our um, love for him and our obedience to him two different times in this, he actually connects love and obedience. And probably some of us, maybe even many of us feel somewhat uh, penned in by that idea uh, that, that, obedience equals love. Again, that is coming from uh, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it an orphan spirit or not, it's coming from this sense of like, I need to be able to do what I need to do. I need to be able to take care of myself. I need to be able to look out for myself at whatever cost. And if that means cutting corners, if that means taking shortcuts, ultimately it's that spirit of fierce independence. I want to be able to lead my own life in the way that I want to lead it. I don't want to abdicate that responsibility. I don't want to abdicate uh, the leadership or the rulership of my own destiny to someone else. And Jesus says, no, the way that you respond to my presence, the way that you show me that you love me, that we're in a relationship with one another, is that you let me lead you. Uh, make no mistake about it. Oftentimes the reason that people remain in a, in a spirit of orphanness is not because they have to, it's because they want to. It's because I don't want to give up control. I don't want to give up say over my life. Jesus is arguing directly against it, and he's offering a compelling alternative. He's offering belonging and home, peace, love, acceptance, but to be in the family means to be willing to, in a sense, to join, to lose myself in that family, to become a part of a greater thing, and as it were, to follow the house rules. This means nothing less than the loss of some degree of personal freedom. It's, it's uncomfortable. And yet Jesus says, this is how I know that we are doing this with one another when you're letting me lead you and guide you. And he offers, thirdly, uh, that there is a benefit to this, and that is that he offers to us a kind of peace that can't be found elsewhere. Um, he says there's two kinds of peace that comes to us. There's the peace that the world gives, and then there's the peace that I give. And they're, they're very different things. In this season in particular, I, I know that many of us are looking for ways to find peace. I think what's been exposed in me a little bit is that there was just a general sort of peace that I experienced from The life that I was leading, uh, that was in constant contact with people, that had a variety of humans in my life, that I was being around, the general buzz of living out, the productivity of teamwork, um, or even just the relative predictability of life. For some of you it's it it wasn't the 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 buzz of living out it was actually the the space for solitude and isolation which has been taken from you because you're constantly in an overcrowded house now with roommates or family members children that you're having to school or whatever whatever it was these things provided a sense of of peace and predictability and stability and they've all been taken from me now. And so now we're having to come up with alternatives for counterfeits. How can we how can we find peace? And oftentimes that means running to appetite, cravings, uh, running to, to Netflix, whatever it is, looking for ways to try to stabilize us in one way. And Jesus just says, um, I think essentially, like, how is that working for you? Are you finding that it's delivering on the promise? Would you like perhaps a different kind of peace, the kind of peace that only I can give you? He says that if you enter into love and union with me, you begin to let my Father and I come and live with you and to be as close to you as your skin. Um, you follow us. You let, you let my voice be the voice that guides you. You will begin to experience a new kind of peace. The fourth thing he says is that this specifically comes to us through the Holy Spirit. Uh, that We need to be developing an awareness of and an openness to the work and the movement of the Holy Spirit in our life. About a year ago, I started praying the prayer, Come Holy Spirit. It's not that i never prayed it before. I just, I just began to pray it like every day. And that's because God was waking some stuff up in me to how he wanted uh, me to be more aware of the Spirit's work in my life. He, he, was, he was opening me up into sort of a new frontier in that sense. And I just began to ask, Come Holy Spirit. It's a way of saying, I want the real thing. I don't want pretend peace. I don't want counterfeit. I, I actually want you. I want the real thing. I want the true peace that comes from me laying down my fierce independence and coming into the home where my new family lives, where my Abba Father is and where my brother Jesus waits for me. I want the real thing and nothing less than that. And I would just encourage you. I, I think Chris has mentioned this in recent podcasts as well, and um, I, I just think it. I think that we need to be using this time to be asking God to stretch us, perhaps, and asking for the Holy Spirit to come. And And that might mean praying for uh, the presence of the Spirit in new ways or praying for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of the things that I've been praying for is the gift of faith, just the ability to, to have deep faith that is, that is louder than the circumstances around us right now, that believes that God is on his throne and that he is good and that he's doing good things and even in the midst of this. Jesus looks at you and me today, no matter where you are. And he says, you are not orphans. You are in a family. I'm your brother. You have a father. There is a peace available to you. If you will begin to let me guide you through the spirit. And so come Holy spirit, come and move in us and draw us deeper into the love that is waiting for us. And so even right now, as this, uh, podcast ends, before you jump into the next thing, you might just want to take just one minute and sit quietly and say, come Holy Spirit. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon.